Hello and welcome to another Kangaroo English Daily Digest podcast. My name is Christian and today is Tuesday, best day of the week. <laughs> um, today I'm going to uh, I'm going to try something a little bit adventurous and I'm going to try and tell the story of where words come from and I'm going to try and do it by I'm going to illustrate the story by using two seemingly unrelated words. Uh, one of the words is the word of the day, which is chock-a-block. And I'm going to show you how that's related to uh, a food that we eat called a Jerusalem artichoke. So to start this story, I'm going to, um, I'm going to read a little bit more, just one tiny passage from this this book that I have um, from 80 years ago, from 1939. Um, and in the book, it, it talks about who are the arbiters of language, basically who decides what words stay and what words go. So let me read for you. Lexicographers, philologists, grammarians, and schoolmasters may try to introduce elements of stability in vocabulary or construction, to fix meanings, to set up standards of purity and correctness, to discourage hybrids or alien borrowings or slang, to ventilate their pet theories or fads, but in the long run, it is popular acceptance that decides. Mm. And this is so true. People try to enforce language, try to force rules onto other people, but it is us, we who use the language that decide. And the story I'm going to tell today illustrates this perfectly. And sometimes we decide deliberately and sometimes we decide by accident. So um, before, before I can tell the story, we need to talk about something called a mondegreen. So a mondegreen is basically when you hear a phrase or a word from, from your language or even from another language, and you interpret that phrase to mean something completely differently. As in the words that you hear, you hear something different. And a really famous example of this is the Jimi Hendrix song um, where he sings... Excuse me while I kiss the sky. Don't, 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 do Purple Haze. I don't know if you know the song Purple Haze by Jimi Hendrix. Um, but yeah, in the chorus he sings, Excuse me while I kiss the sky. Don't know exactly what that's talking about. It's probably uh, maybe a drugs metaphor, maybe. Um, but a lot of people misheard those those lyrics to be excuse me while i kiss this guy <laughs> and 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 in fact so many people thought that 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 it was actually some sort of secret coded message that jimi hendrix was secretly gay and he was talking about kissing guys <laughs> um but no he was saying kiss the sky and there's another one from credence clearwater revival uh, where they sing, uh, I don't know if you know this song, there's a bad moon on the rise. There's a bad moon on the rise. Mm. Sounds kind of a bit ominous and scary, you know, like it's foreboding something bad is is going to happen. 
Um, but a lot of people think they're singing. There's a bathroom on the right. <laughs> There's a bathroom on the right, not on the left, on the right. <laughs> and and these are examples of mondegreens. Now, sometimes they're funny, but sometimes they can actually cause language change. And that brings us to another similar linguistic phenomenon, which is called which are called egg corns. Now, egg corns are. It's a similar situation. It's where you hear a word or a phrase, and you think it's something else. But the difference is that instead of meaning something completely different, it actually means something very similar. And to give you an example, I'm going to tell you about、uh, a phrase we have, which is、uh, "mute point." <laughs> right. So now, if if you have a, a, a remote control for your television. In your house, and you've probably seen that big button with an icon of a speaker and a big line crossing it out, and this is the mute button. So mute means sound off, cancel the sound. Mute, and it's also the word that we use to describe people who cannot speak. We used to call them dumb. We, we learned about that yesterday. We used to say that you were deaf, dumb, and blind, but now we say that you are、uh, deaf. Mute and visually impaired, I think, is the correct.、Um, uh, maybe blind. I don't know anymore. It's very、um, confusing. So、um, yeah, so so mute means you can't speak. So it makes sense in an argument if you say something that that if you say something in an argument that is a, an irrelevant point, then you could say that it's a mute point. For example, I could say, "Well, if Jimi Hendrix was here right now, he would tell you that you're wrong." And he say, "Well, that's a mute point." As in, there's no point you saying that. Your point is mute. It should have no sound because Jimi Hendrix isn't here. Jimi Hendrix is dead. Now, a lot of people say mute point. It's logical. It makes logical sense. But actually, the original was a moot. Point M O O T a moot point and moot means of course irregular um sorry irrelevant um and it it means some, when something's irrelevant so it 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 makes sense as well a moot point so this this analysis this change makes logical sense but what it's done is it's changed. From the original word to something different, and some more examples are:、um, if somebody is not good in social situations, we can call them a social leper. A leper is a person who has that horrible,、um, you know,、uh, disease. You know, lep- lepers—they have leprosy. And a social leper—it makes sense. It's like you're outside of the social circle. You know, you can't.、Um, Play well with others, but actually, a lot of people say that you're a social leopard. You know, the spotty animal that lives in the jungle, which kind of makes sense because you know leopards are not really very good at socializing. <laughs>、um, another one is if you want to talk about how the world is cruel and horrible, you say that it's a dog eat dog world. The top dog eats the bottom dog. It's You know the 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 apex, the apex predators. You know they 
they they do what they want they're in control right that's the circle of life but a lot of people say it's a doggy dog world <laughs> like the adjective dog and the doggy and there's a doggy dog world <laughs> which sounds a lot cuter but kind of you know makes sense cuz it's you know a world for dogs it's cruel um another one is people get their just desserts now dessert was um it's a word that's not very commonly used but uh dessert it, it actually means what you deserve it's like a it's a synonym for deserve and so a lot of people instead of saying he got his just desserts they say he got his just deserves he got exactly what he deserved he was a horrible person he treated everyone badly and so when he died that no one came to his funeral they were his just deserves when actually it was just desserts now this process of egg corns creates sometimes new words with new meanings and let me give you two more examples of how this has changed some some words in english so and this is a pet hate for some people who speak english um when people say he should of gone to the cinema they must of gone home um or they could of been more friendly and people who are learning english this is the ironic thing people who are learning english know that it's not of that it's have that we use the auxiliary verb have to make the perfect tenses in english should have would have could have might have but when you're speaking again you know native speakers a lot of them you know they're focused on they spend more time listening and using english than they do studying it so these types of mistakes can occur people when you're speaking fast you don't say must have with that clear you say must have and so that contraction of have sounds a lot like of must have must have must of must have must have so you know we have this this error and maybe in the future this error will become widely accepted we don't know that's for the people to decide um and another example is um the word for orange in english orange now in pretty much all of the the major european languages this word starts with a v- consonant with a consonant so like in spanish it's naranja and the original persian was laranja which was with an l starts with a consonant but think about in english when we use articles with words so if the word starts with a consonant sound we use a so we say a laranja cuz that was what how the word came to us from through spain from arabic from persian through arabic and then through spain up into up into england it was a like a laranja or something similar so it was alnaranj anaranj anaranj and then of course people didn't realize that it was anaranj they thought that the word started with a vowel and that we were using the article an they thought it was an orange an orange so 
the word lost its consonant because of this pronunciation. And finally now, that brings me to today's word of the day, chock-a-block. Now, chock-a-block is two words. It comes, it's, it's made up of two words. So we have a block, which is basically like a block of wood, you know, a solid chunk of wood. And if you, um, especially on boats, you will find blocks. Blocks are these wooden boxes which hold pulleys and the rope on your boat goes through the pulleys and it allows you to convert your mechanical energy into a much more powerful mechanical energy. So one person on their own can lift an anchor or raise a sail on a boat by using a block. Um, And the first part of the word chock, chock comes from choke. Choke, like when you're choking, you know, you have a piece of food stuck in your throat, you're choking. Choke. Now, now think about when you're choking. Now, choking happens in the area of your of your cheeks. So that's where this word came from. So we have, you know, you're choking on that fish bone. It's all related to your to your cheeks, or maybe your your mother is angry about you staying out too late. So she has her hands around your neck and you know around your cheeks. So you know your cheeks and your throat. It's all related. So. Chock-a-block means very, very full. Basically, like your your two blocks are choked together. So just like that fishbone stuck in your throat, you're choking, you're too full. Um, so chock-a-block means full. It's an adjective. We can say, wow, the restaurant is absolutely chock-a-block tonight. I can't get a table. Or I went to the... Taylor Swift concert and it was just chock-a-block or my mind is chock-a-block with ideas. You can even double it up and use a synonym of chock-a-block. You can say my mind is chock-a-block full of ideas. Crazy. (laughs) Double emphasis. And but you can see how we went from cheek to chock and to choke. Cheek, chock, choke. And we have this vegetable. We have this vegetable in English. It's called an artichoke. Now, the word actually came from from Arabic. It came probably from al-khursafa, which the root of that is harshaf, which means fish scales. And if you look at the vegetable, an artichoke, it has these overlapping kind of leaves, a bit like the scales of a fish. So it went from Al-Khursafa, and then it came through Spain as Al-Kachofa, which it still is today, Al-Kachofa. And then it went through Italian, Archichiofo, or maybe Archichiofo, I'm not sure. (laughs) And then in English, we looked at this Italian word, because the Italians came over to to sell this strange vegetable to us that looked like fish scales. And we said, what's this called? And they said, archichiofo. And we said, well, that sounds a bit like artichoke. So we looked for a word that we knew that was already in our vocabulary that made sense to us. Choke, because the artichoke, it looks a bit like a neck. So it's all starting to come together. 
And so we invented, in inverted commas, invented this word artichoke from words that made logical sense, from words that we already knew. Artichoke. And then another strange food stuff came into our lives from Italy. It is a tuba, which is a category of, of, of sort of plant, a tuba. And if you look at this thing, it looks exactly like a ginger. If you've ever used ginger in cooking, it's kind of like this knobbly, twisted thing which grows under the ground. And we asked the Italians, we said, what is this thing? And they said, it's a girasole, a girasole. Now, girasole means sunflower. And that's because this, this product actually is from a sunflower. It's the thing that grows under the ground, under a sunflower, and we eat it. But again, we looked at this Italian word and we said, girasole. Well, that sounds a bit like a Jerusalem. A Jerusalem. And so now in English, we have this strange vegetable called a Jerusalem artichoke, which has nothing to do with Jerusalem and which has nothing to do with artichokes. But we took these words that we thought sounded like something, these egg corns, these mondegreens, and that's where that language came from. Well, I hope that you found this, uh, this Daily Digest interesting. If you want to support uh, free education, then you can become my patron at patreon.com forward slash kangaroo English. You'll find links uh, to that and also Facebook, my Facebook group, Instagram account, and everything else on my website at kangarooenglish.com. I hope you enjoyed today's Daily Digest. I'm Christian, and I'll see you in class. 